Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Bureau. Please report the Comic Bureau. The report is a member of the Believe podcast family. That's why on your favorite podcast platform, it means Believe in the Comic Bureau. Field report and not the originally intended name, the Comic Bureau. Field report. You know, I always wonder whether they listen to this part of the podcast or if they listen to the podcast at all and uh, determine if I get ads for whatever diet plan or um, health supplement they want me to sell. But I have not heard one way or the other. I have no idea. They don't talk to me. And they haven't in hundreds of episodes. So, uh, or 100 is 132. But enough of that. And on to this week's great guest, most returned guest of this podcast, uh, part of Okay, fine. Semi-retired comedy producer Joel Mandelcorn. Give it up, everybody. Hi, Jake. Hey, Joel. How's I, it I going? Don't, <laughs> I don't know the answer to if people listen to the opening part. Yeah, no, I don't know. I specifically want to know if Believe executives listen to the opening part. And I'm going to guess no. No. There might be some random auditing happening of like right. check once or twice a year. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if they're even listening that closely so much as like um, just having it on the background saying that they've listened to it. You put hidden messages and see. Yeah. Yeah. Hidden All messages the... about other podcast networks. See if that piques their interest. Some, something outrageous. Mm-hmm. Although, if you found out, that would be bad though. <laughs> Sure. Oh, they like believe his pro QAnon or something. Yeah, or no, or they would just be like, uh, what are you doing with your podcast? <laughs> In these strange messages. Right, right, right. Uh like there's like a random break and it it's just it leads to like positions of Russian troops in Ukraine. Yeah. I think you need to approach it like parental love, where you don't if you don't ever hear about it. Just assume the best. Right. You'll you'll be happier. Sure. Yeah. And for but sure. don't at don't ask or look for look for them to say it. Yeah. No, I le- I learned that lesson long long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 When I was uh, when I used to do Golden Gloves boxing because I kept asking like did I did I do good today and yeah, it was... and it would basically be like yeah you didn't get hit that much so yes. Or it's like, you'll know (laughs) (laughs) if you were bad. Right. That's actually something I would like to say to comics listening. You know when you did bad, okay? If you're asking Uh, yourself when you got off stage, like, was that good? Probably not. I don't know. A lot of them are, in my experience, are harsh critics of themselves. There are. They they think they did bad when they, it was solid or fine or even good. Right. I've seen people like get off stage and be like, well, that sucked. And like and the crowd is still clapping uproariously. And they're like, right. that was sucky. <laughs> I do think there's a correlation with that sort of um, disillusion and experience and success. Like the more you experience and successful you are as a comedian, the like higher, lower your tolerance is for like doing bad yeah yeah you're you pick up more subtle like uh that you know stuff that was like maybe the audience didn't pick up on or or it it wasn't yeah i think it's easier to project failure yeah you know it's like people who are good at their craft and putting in the time oh yeah they're they're hard on themselves yeah so joel is uh one of the folks behind hot tub with kurt and kristen which is currently still on hiatus (laughs) Yeah, now it's just a fun game. Oh, it's a oh, it's a fun game. <laughs> yeah, please explain. To, please explain. I don't know. It's just I'm just like one of those. Like I like to think of it. We're like one of those like projects, like you know, like Martin and Game of Thrones books or something. It's like, will it ever happen? Is it still a thing? <laughs> are, are we getting another installment? You know, uh-huh. and so yes, and we're coming back in theory. Yeah. 
in theory. You should yeah. do it. You know that scavenger hunt episode of Atlanta in the new season of Atlanta? I haven't seen it yet, but... Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what should... The return of Hot Tub should be preclude, uh, preceded by a, the scavenger hunt to the new venue. Oh, my God. Don't even put that out there, because <laughs> Kurt, 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 Kurt will want to do that. And then <laughs> Kurt will want to do it, and then Mandy and I will have to do it. <laughs> but And Kurt won't do it. Right. And what's funny is Kurt, I feel like Kurt used to not have an excuse really to not do it. But now he has like, he gets, he, he books a lot and has a kid in a way. Yeah. I mean, that sounds fun, but it also sounds like work that I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. So what's your stance on work these days, Joel? Also, yeah, I'm anti-work. Go to Reddit. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. Like who? It, you're a dork if you're into work. I mean, I like doing stuff, but right. once we start turning it into work, right, then it's a little more debatable. Right, right. Um, well, I would say on the same time, the first time I read about the term quiet quitting, I was like, that's also dorky. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, where did that term come from? Because I saw that a, a little bit here and there, and I was like, I, I think I just kind of would like, yeah, I guess I know what that is. And then one day I was like, oh, hold on. I'm not sure I know what they're talking about. And then when right. I looked it up, I was like, what, is this just, was some board editor at a publication mm-hmm. just like, right. like Teen Vogue, just they were <laughs> bored one day and right. they just created something that was like just what people already did. They just put a name to something that has yeah. been around forever. Yeah, people have been doing that since henry ford capitulated and made the fucking eight day work week it's also or called eight slack. hour eight what happened to slacking that mm-hmm. that's a is that not a word anymore no the the communication app co-opted the word slack i mean all right yeah, i mean <laughs> i mean i'm half joking all right well um i just feel like it's just funny when they put new labels on stuff that is pretty obvious behavior and has been around that's how corporate culture is slowly strangling us they're like co-opting every way to be lazy it's always done in a way where it's like this like hysteria it's like this like little quiet hysteria of like (gasps) you know pearl clutching and stuff right yeah we got to put a label on it to freak people out yeah or to talk about it on podcasts Absolutely. Uh, what would podcast be without labels to talk about, huh? Yeah, and to debate. Yeah, to Joe Ro- the Joe Rogan experience w- would not exist without it. <laughs> yeah, it'd definitely be a couple hours shorter. <laughs> oh no, kidding. So, um, in your, it is probably your longest break from producing now. Because yeah. you did virtual shows during quarantine. I don't know. We stopped the streaming. We did like six months off last year, last summer through winter. Yeah, but that six. was a di- that was a different time. What does this break feel like now that you know? I mean, even UCB is back with twenty dollars shows. Oh, look at that! It's, it was. Um, they're like, you want us to pay, motherfuckers? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're gonna have to pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're like, you made us do this. <laughs> now you think, sit and enjoy it. No, it's actually smart by them because I think the people who are actively going out a lot are are the people who have more money and want to spend it. Right. Like, don't hate the player. I think I I always go I always go back, you know, as long as it's not too as long as there's you know, general good vibes. Uh-huh. We're not harassing, abusing people, taking advantage of people. Hopefully, they're sure. starting it off fresh. I a hope new, so too. A new, a new space for performers and audiences is great, right? Or new old, you know, new old, and that's always been a cool, real intimate venue. Good vibes, and even when the weird, you know, behind the scenes stuff was happening, I think in general, all performers and stuff and audiences, mm-hmm. it was a positive experience. I um, agree. Yeah. I concur with that. So, yeah, I think it's nice. Mm-hmm. Jake, I'm not going to talk shit about that. <laughs> oh, you're oh, you're, wow. OK. Um, um, oh, you're the break. I are, this break is I don't know. It's fine. I know in this, you know, in the year of 2022, you just go with the flow. Don't have too many expectations. Don't be hard on yourself when things are 
following a different path or different timeline, right. different timetable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, just relax and be patient and still keep walking forward, but don't freak out. So that's what, where I'm at. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> right. I'll say it. Yeah, you're enjoying. All right. I mean, what is like a highly respected comedy producer do with this long break what is your day in day out okay don't don't reveal my secrets (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know if you guys fall slacking (laughs) i mean it's not like you're trying to hide if you follow at cliff clips on twitter or instagram you'll see that joel watches quite a few movies every day yeah sure 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 yeah yeah i'm a i i think i just you know i don't know i don't even have a label for it i refuse to label it Mm-hmm. I like watching movies. I watch a lot of movies. Keep the variety coming. Right, right, right. Variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then work, doing some work on our okay fine end of doing development. And every now and then, pr- someone tricks us into producing something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how often is are those tricks enjoyable versus not? Mm, I think it always comes out negative. Like yeah, we're in a negative, but there are positive parts to it. Right. The sum total is like, man, this is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but but there are fun, nice things about it. Sure. Especially, I mean, yeah, you guys get to do your well, your last big thing was Netflix as a joke, yeah. Yeah, we did a few productions for them, the Arsenio Hall talk show, and and they're introducing, which was like their version of New Faces. Right, right, right. That 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 night at the Avalon. Mm-hmm. that was nice there's right. nice things about both those things sure also... like 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 what was it, what was specifically <laughs> nice for you um i think it's always nice to give performers opportunities and try to create a good experience for them you know and they're introducing them also with arsenio we were able to get for the five shows was it five no it was four shows oh my god i'm adding shows um four comedians up you know, a little on and get some them paid, a little right. bit of exposure, and like right. try to make the actual experience like nice, right? Not like you know, cold or or mm-hmm. you know, stressful, yeah. Um, and then you know, there's parts of people who are like get you know, you hire that mm-hmm. are like excited and mm-hmm. seem happy to be there and work. I would say a small portion of people who hire, and then most of the time, it's like I tell people all the time, it's like, man. Who are don't work in Hollywood? <laughs> people, man, people do not give a shit. Like, no, there's no, no, like people. You think they're gonna be like, I love it. I love what I do. I'm like, I'm passionate about this. Um, and I was like, no, the majority of people are just punching the clock, punching the clock, and checking. My the- experience, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. there are some exceptions to the rule, but right. in general, and it's always a little surprising. I'm like, right. wow, you guys act like you guys are like, you know working in some horrible warehouse or something <laughs> like i was like you're you're fine and then even when you're like you know everyone's getting paid their their rates and your hours are fine mm-hmm. you're doing everything okay everyone right. still acts like they he's like they couldn't could barely be bothered <laughs> yeah no kidding so that's why but then to go back to quiet quitting and slacking mm-hmm. i was like maybe i should fucking relax and respect that code right. that they're living by yeah yeah that's their truth yeah um in the idea of how did you phrase it you're like you know take one step at a time don't don't trip while moving forward is that what you're saying yeah you know you try to still you know you don't totally just stop or wallow or right. you know but you know but what also is- for the listeners, what does that look like on the comedy production side? Um, I know, you know, we're just <laughs> when you say developing, like I mean, I feel like yeah, people you have really, a g- yeah, general idea, you, but what does that mean? I know you have you have some projects and you work with the creators and you know, you kind of read their drafts of scripts and treatments and shape right. that and then create creative decks and other materials and your list for partners and then you do you reach out to people and right. you know and that takes months up. right yeah for sure 
Yeah. No, because I mean, I think that's what people sometimes don't understand when they read something on like Deadline or Hollywood Reporter about like um, a series being put in the works or like a project gets bought. It feels like, oh, that was just like very transactional. It's all quick and easy. Um, and there's like months and months of work and back and forth and like negotiation that happens. Yeah. To that. I think there's just, it's just like the pattern, but I also think everyone's doing like a bunch of different things at once. So not one thing gets like the attention. It, it happens unless when things go into production, then that's when it's like, you're really like maxing out right. and you're focused on one thing. Right. But in those in-between spaces, that's that everyone starts multitasking and then right. that's what makes it go slow yeah and then there's there's like an incentive like for to slow walk things because at the end of the day a lot of times you have to get to a distribution point mm -hmm. and there's only so many spots on the shelves so right. to speak right. so you can't just like everyone can't move at the same like quick speed because then it'd be you know too many things ready for the shelf right so to speak yeah um, I mean, that is, so you're, that's like on the scripted side, what's, you know, sort of going forward for you on the live production side as you're on this, you know, <laughs> extended game, hiatus game? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're going to, you know, aim to bring Hot Tub back and maybe, you know, I don't know, not put too much like pressure on it for you know, we don't want, it's probably somewhere between like a short run and forever. <laughs> I think there is wow, a finish. Cool. There is, there is a finish line just because sure. I think we're all getting old and at a certain point it's a little silly, but yeah. we, we do, there, there is all there. We, when we actually are running shows, it's, it's a nice experience and to like just stage time, entertain people, get people up. Um, yeah. So it's still positive. So I think doing that and then I'm not, not say, no uh, there could be random one-offs or stuff that pop up or but i'm not actively looking <laughs> to be honest wait yeah you're not gonna bring sad people talking back even though that seems like a no. thing that there's, really captures things, the there's, imagination there's things but uh i don't i mean there's definitely things ideas that pop you know but i don't it's just i'm just like tired <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to try to uh, deal with venues or gather people around yeah. as much. Yeah, they, there's so much, especially especially when you're doing it like independent and you're like you're not part of a venue that can kind of get some steam ahead yeah. of steam. Yeah, yeah, and audience and build it really does organically build if you know you're doing it right. Right. When you're just like, hey, here's my one show, and you're just trying to cut through the noise. Right. It's like marketing is a lot and then just trying to like book people and it's just like you're like trying to catch people on their schedule and right it's kind of annoying there's so much resistance that you meet when you're trying to produce a show it's like it's like i mean if you want to believe that the universe is acting anyway and like with intention it's like don't do this show i'm making this hard so you don't do this yeah, I mean, I don't know. People probably perversely in, <clears throat> in our society are like, that's when that shows you just have to fight through it. And that means it, it it mattered more because it was hard. Right. I think the last useful thing Chappelle said was about how the value of quitting. Yeah. What, Remember what that? Is that? No. Where, no, he like talked about like seeing the Pope quit. And he's like, yeah quitting like it's, that's like so valuable yeah I, yeah i mean i guess you got to get to a point where you're there's a little more validity to the quitting oh you know, versus sure. like you know like the teenager who you know doesn't want to be bothered doing their paper route or whatever they're right. you know you know right. you, i guess you gotta like you know learn to do things you don't like to some degree yeah <laughs> yeah for a while Right. But then, yeah, I mean, I, there's a gray area of, of, of adversity as to figure out, like, when is this enduring stuff that you don't need to endure versus, like, just being, learn to be an adult. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sure someone's got a blog or a self-help book. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there are tons <laughs> of books about that. 
Oh I think we God. are starting to figure out, you know, maybe just like, I mean, you don't have to just totally put your head down and suffer forever. Right. Right. Or if you're, if you are putting your head down and suffering, like what, why, why, yeah. you know, if you're doing it for some, or don't do it, but put your head down, but don't be suffering while you do it. Right. <laughs> maybe that's, yeah. Keep your head up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're so inspiring. Oh my God. Who knew? The two of us being inspiring? Jeez. Um, you often like describing this time as a slow apocalypse, which I very much like. Yeah. What, I, what, I, what, what would you idealize as like an ideal comedy show for the slow apocalypse? Like, like if there's like a slow apocalypse variety out. Uh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I know. I, I guess just like like have people do whatever their version of like you know a primal scream <laughs> set. <laughs> uh, just I do. What, I I mean I haven't been going into shows as much lately, but I I have lamented that I wish there was a little more punk energy to right. And that's and there are like really like out there like outlandish performers that are really creative and stuff. Right. But I still feel like they operate in a space of like irreverence, which is a it's an okay space. Right. But I like it when I wish there was a little more like pointed like fuck this <laughs> undertone you know, to something. I gotta I get I gotta give credit where credit's due for sure. Natalie, for all the success that Natalie Palomitas is at, she still has an edge, like a punk edge to her. Yeah, I mean that is great. Although she get maybe she gets one demerit for the Hillary Clinton thing, but you know. Yeah. Oh, and she, you know what? She openly <laughs> talks about how like, yeah, they were doing that for the footage. It's not great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think whatever period of uh time they had to pass for her to be a, like an NDA she signed like is done, and she's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. I get it. I mean, but also you take the money, whatever. Yeah. Take. take but. The but it goes back to like I don't know. You want to be punk? <laughs> well, I say I I feel like she's making out the. Have you seen her bit that she does where she plays this like demonic looking Virgin Mary? No. I feel like it's Natalie's reaction to Roe v. Wade getting overturned. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much, but she dresses up like a nun with trash bags and looks like she's from fucking a horror movie. <laughs> And, right. and the bit starts out, I'll just say the bit starts out by like, you know, she looks pregnant and then she just goes up to audience members and like, in, in like a very high pitched schooling voice is like, did you fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can get down with that. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw two moms walk out the first time I saw it. Okay, great. That's always the, see, that's a good sign. Yeah. You got to upset some people. <laughs> yeah. Right from the the good way, yeah. <laughs> Not the like punching down way. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I you know I think we talked about this either last time we hung out or maybe the last time you were on this podcast about like there needs to be more punk and like we're not even sure what that looks like or like there, it always exists or ephemerally like you know Sarah Squirm had it for a second and now she's on SNL and it's like. She gets yeah, that, to do. Yeah, I mean, no matter what. I mean, yeah, she's great, but you can't be punk if you're on SNL. It, your punk card is taken away. Yeah. <laughs> it can come back. Yeah. I'm happy. Great stuff. Good stuff. Right. You have to trade when a... you go to when you go to Thirty Rock. You trade in <laughs> your punk card at security for your your security card. Yeah. 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 And punk cards just w- uh, wadded up card yeah. too. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's definitely crumbled up. A crumbled uh, up gum wrapper. Yeah. I think I, when I was talking, I mentioned this to someone else. I, I was going to, I was giving Nathan Fielder maybe some punk, punk cred. Sure. For, oh, for the rehearsal? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty subversive. And, and he also did the thing where he like brought himself into it. Yeah. You got to have, you always got to add a bit of self hate and you're going to, you're, mm-hmm. You kind of like you can you earn a lot of uh right you know credit. <laughs> I I, w- I hope that's the thing that people talk about the rehearsal in like months and years to come is like 
that Nathan really he gave himself his own come up comeuppance in a way that isn't like like he he felt it. It wasn't like in a controlled environment per se. I mean, it's still it edited is, and, and produced. Yeah, <laughs> but like the fact that he had to I mean I I I wanna believe that the consequences of his comedy experiment experiments, like he doesn't run away from it. Yeah. Which I think is to be applauded. Yeah, I mean, all not to get into like art and all that, but any creative expression has structure. So to say that if something has structure, then it's like incapable of you know being reflect like truly reflective or like you know critical, self critical or something is like, well, then whatever, then we can't do it ever. So right, right. structures are not gonna doesn't take away that. I right. don't think. Right. Absolutely. I did watch a show last night that felt like kind of this sort of comedy punk. You know Kate Hollowell? Mm, that name sounds familiar. Apparently she was like a like a DP slash like would direct music videos or something like that. And she's always been adjacent to comedy and she has taken on this like comedy persona I under her, her name. <laughs> it's like world's number one pop star i think that she always changes the name of the show but when i first heard about it it was called number one pop star tickets still available (laughs) i like that yeah i think last night it was called kate hollowell how to poison an audience i like it (laughs) yeah so she's just like this ultra self-obsessed pop star who hasn't made it yet but with the like the tenacity the tenacity and like she she comes out she has dancers on hoverboards and like it's it's a big production all right maybe this is the part of the variety the slow apocalypse of variety right and like she forced the audience to dance on stage and she like like became the audience and like she definitely i mean she basically snatched somebody's phone with permission and like went on their instagram live for the whole show. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Everyone's like, why Steve never does live? What? It's a big production. It's a show. She did where she do that at. She was doing it at the Elysian. And uh she really took advantage of having like a big space. Nice. Uh I, I mean choreo like these backup dancers I never seen, like they were dressed up in oversized blazers and then shorts and they had paper bags over their heads. And then they did choreography on hoverboards, which I thought was really cool. That was actually good. It was actually like, I mean, it wasn't it was, like it wasn't like intentionally like it wasn't intentionally bad. It was okay. like fun. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, she I I I came away from the show like imagining like this is a comedic sort of imagining of like Sky Ferreira, like someone wanting to be Sky Ferreira, but they're not. <laughs> yeah it sounds like that and then a dash of eric andre yeah with a dash of there oh yeah there's a lot of a lot of demented energy in it that's very yeah, fun yeah it's it sounded hysterical yeah <laughs> yeah which i like enjoy now i mean that's sort of like i mean i always want to look for being surprised at a show and i feel like that now manifests in like you know this sort of danger intention not in like oh let's talk about 9-11 or whatever but yeah but i like it sounds like that had some again going back to structure right there's like kind of some some actual thematic subversive things going on rather than just like you know the tim and eric like irreverence just to be like random right right where, where it seems like sort of rudderless yeah yeah, no, the opening of the show is fun because she had like, she found some little girl off a of Craigslist to like play her young self. <laughs> her young self kept messing up cues, so she's like, "Can I, can I, can I talk to you for a second? And she, she kept giving the girl notes. Uh, uh, that's this is you're, you're bringing children into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but it was fun. It was fun. Um. So I don't know. We'll do a slow apocalypse variety hour at some point. Maybe. I guess. 
maybe if i get uh, access to an easy venue or something maybe that i don't have to work at right then someone i'm more should, motivated someone should just give you a venue joel <laughs> both you and Mandy yeah should. but then i don't i don't dealing with performers is <laughs> so tiring tell, tell, tell me about it Jesus. Yeah. and i'm a performer myself but i i don't feel like i'm yeah it requires uh some extra energy that maybe i don't always have at the i moment. feel like there's the one of the big problems with dealing with performers is i think there's still this like accepted narrative with performers that they're all like irresponsible and bad so bad behavior is okay yeah it creates like this whole like this is it's cool that we're like this I'm right like, it's not when i was doing that <laughs> running that vulture list and doing outreach there's somebody who was like i was like getting communicating with all the people who got it and someone who was like so i thought um you know i figured like people would probably be late in submitting like our q a's and um because i mean essentially saying like oh we're comedians yeah and i'm like no i have like 80 percent of them now and they're like oh shit like, yeah, but they were using that low bar as yeah. they're like they're like i know what my expectations are yeah yeah and, like, and no. i can and i could just skate above it yeah you can just get above bare minimum i'm good i'm like well no yeah. no the people met the actual minimum yeah it goes back a little bit to our earlier conversations like i don't know if the expectation needs to be like we all need to like be you know a plus students Right. You know, and like doing extra credit that wasn't asked for, but right. Because a lot of times in work situations, like you're not, you don't really get anything out of that. And maybe if it just naturally is coming, but if you're trying to get some validation back, it's not going to come more right. often than not. But there's an in between <laughs> of just fuck it. Right. Yeah. It's like you don't want it to necessarily just be like a grade for participation. Yeah. yeah, like a participation plus is that what yeah I don't, there's something in between i know sorry i don't work for a blog i don't have a cool name for it <laughs> <laughs> where the new york times in three months can write a you know a breathless article about it sure i mean just but, pick any noun joel and then misspell it and then you have the name <laughs> of a cool blog yeah you know or start a substack um, how about some comedy news? You want to do some of that? I I want you to. Okay. I will. This is what you're known for. This is your this is your jam. Oh my god. <laughs> inform. Inform. Okay, great. I will. I will inform. Uh, so I think we'll start. We're going to jump around. We're going to start here. Bros. Uh, Billy Eichner and Nick Stoller's Bros. The first, how do they market it? The first major studio. God, I'm already bored. This is the problem. Release. <laughs> you know, uh, plenty of op-eds po pointed to this issue of why it took in just under $5 million this weekend as to them focusing on the historic nature of the film before its release rather than the actual comedy, which I saw it. It was funny. Mm -hmm. It's an enjoyable rom-com. I mean, if you're really a homophobe, you're going to hate it because <laughs> there's a lot of making it due to making out. That would have been a good marketing. Yeah, yeah. Don't I mean, well, see that's what... this. <laughs> oh, that should have been the Billy on the Street because they had a Billy on the Street little thing promo thing where they like went to guys like, oh, are you you know are you gonna see Bros? There's a lot of gay sex in it. Yeah, it's actually some of the funniest parts of the movie is the gay sex. But they were like doing a little bit of like, oh, you hate gays? Is that why you don't want to see it? Yeah, or you're just like, you know, they'd run into people who are like, oh, I don't know. Wait, I interrupted your news. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, uh, so. There's more Bro to this. Well, Bros came out. Yeah, yes. And uh, star and co-writer Billy Eichner is pointing fingers at uh, homoph homophobia uh, in general and that 
straight people did not come out in droves to see it. Uh, you know, it maintains a very good score on Rotten Tomatoes and Cinema Score. If those are two things that you honestly care about, which you shouldn't, um, <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> people, no. I've seen plenty of things that are fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that was trash. But there's also like. If you take statistics at all, you know that that's like a faulty way to rate something mm-hmm. because they're they're subjectively taking a review as positive or negative, And then, yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's not like not every review was 90 percent. Yeah, I mean, it's hard out there for for movies in general, <laughs> much less comedy movies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um. Yeah, I mean, bros, you know, there, there's been plenty of talk over this weekend as to why it's bombed there, you know, and it's not, I mean, it isn't just that straight people didn't see it. There was a lot of people who didn't see it. There's a lot of people who went and saw Smile instead. Um, people probably hate watch Blonde and then donated to some abortion funds. Blonde, I mean, but that didn't really get much theater. Was... No, it, di- it didn't, but I mean, some, so uh, there there have been op-eds that pointed to that there were streaming alternatives that kept people at home versus going out to the theater to watch bros in theaters. And I think that, unfortunately, or, for you know, whenever bros hit streaming, whatever platform, it'll probably do pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that genre does okay. Right. Dom- domestically on streaming. Well, does that, would you say that says something about, like, is there, would it be reading too much into it to think, like, if it ends up being a big hit on streaming, that people are more comfortable seeing man-on-man romance in the privacy of their own home than with other people? I mean, I don't even know how you really get the 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 stats on this you you can't you can't i mean because because also fuck buckers groups and all that yeah. shit too oh, um yeah. and like ratings screenings that have no you got to do the old stuff. school thing joel where people like they the have dial, a camera... dial no the camera crew right outside the theater and then people come out and they're like what'd you think oh yeah i remember it that was yeah but then yeah. also is that the same way they marked they did a the segment on HBO Real Sex, <laughs> just like hara- grabbing people outside. Hey, what do you think about this? I was like, cool. Um, I'm dating myself. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. Co- I mean, come on, comedy feed. No, co- okay. Well, later, I think this month or next month, there's the Julia Roberts. Um, oh, George Clooney rom. George Clooney rom com that's yeah. coming out. Yeah. That also, you know. It looks fine. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be a little uh, whatever. But right. but those are two major movie stars, a little older, whatever. I I doubt that's going to make that much more money. Right. And I mean, I guess if that comes in hot, makes, well, I guess the new nice thing is like 18 to 20 million. That's like our new like non-superhero, like exciting number. Right. Um, if that comes in, then maybe there's more validity to what Eichner is saying. But um, I mean, I get it's kind of I get that there's even a marketing play for him coming out and being public about that because it'll be talked about on, you know, new shows and things like that and generate some some buzz. Right. But um, I mean, but I also- know, comedy features are hard and also is marketed in a very generic way. Sure. That is only going to appeal to like people who are like already super in on Eichner or um, yeah, but the people in, in the rom-coms don't go to movies right now. No. So, so this so, is going to, this is going to do really good on Southwest and any other airline that maybe, but it was also, so it was very standard marketing based on the yeah. trailers and even, and also yeah, the clever. I'm not sure. I live in LA, so you see billboards everywhere. So I don't know if that's like every market or whatever that has that does that type of marketing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the butt thing is clever. You know, the George Michael and most riff off, off of the you know faith thing right. with the jeans and mm-hmm. it's clever. But that also doesn't sell the movie. Right. Like doesn't make it ex- exciting to go watch. Like it'd be different if like Eichner was super duper famous. And this was like his fourth thing after like a bunch of successful. Then right. people are just like, 
ha that's clever let's go do it but that doesn't right. tell you anything about the movie right what yeah. what would you idealize as a better billboard i mean i don't know i'm not gonna <laughs> i just know that like not, Billy that's Eichner's not that's not cut. helping i'm not yeah. saying it's hurting but it's not helping right 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 yeah no i'm asking like, it's clever like, and that's like a good teaser you know six sure. months out or something you're like what right. is that and then so if the if the <laughs> what they're trying to sell is this historical rom-com for it being like gay then why don't they have like the two like love interests you know, like just being making out in the poster yeah you either really took go for it yeah um i don't know i'm a big fan of like you especially i think comedies can do good if you like i think they were also ex like these trailers that in comedies that explain their basic plot is like ridiculous like why are you wasting time like yeah. it's not right that's not even a reason why people go to comedies right but like for yeah. the plot so like i get like a historical drama and stuff some old people are going to be excited about oh right. this is what happens right. i want to go watch it now right they should have just had found one of their funniest scenes that shows mm -hmm. off eichner and the tone of the movie and have that be it and then you can add a little pop song and some montage for 30 seconds after that but yeah yeah, to show, give them a sneak peek of right. what they're going to see and what's right. cool about it. In contrast, there's a poster released for Triangle of Sadness, the upcoming Ruben Oslin uh -huh. comedy satire, where it shows this like elderly rich person puking gold. And I thought that was great. And captures the spirit of what the trailer is trying to say and makes me want to see it. Yeah, that's probably still going to maybe, you know, entice like artsy fartsy people. I don't know if that's going to get mainstream people because they're going to be well, they're still all, confused. But yeah, well, all, it's also not getting mainstream distribution out of the gate. I mean, it's like being, that's a Yeah, you can do clever shit like that when you're yeah. doing a slow, slow walk distribution thing. And that way, if you're not if you're trying to go big, be a big movie, you got to give people the goods on like what the comedy is like the fact that the trailer had like boardroom back and forth stuff i'm like oh my god i mean even though that stuff seemed fun but right and, and it i'm is. like that just seems like why do i want to go watch a movie where there's uh, going to be scenes people talking in, at, at work why right. do i <laughs> <laughs> why do i want to see people kind of bullshit at work right and that's not even part of the rom-com part of it right no, I would have. I would have focused, I guess, on the rom com, like mm -hmm. and Billy's character, because that's also like a lot of like you know rom people rom coms that people like. Yes, there's the little premise, but this premise just like they meet. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem very like right. uh, like a gimmicky. Yeah, I so mean, you might as well you might as well sell Billy's character in that comedy rather right. than like try to give a sneak peek of the whole freaking movie. Right. I mean, yeah, that's speaking to what you were saying earlier about how okay, so like it is like trying to be in some sense, like at least structurally, like a traditional rom-com. So with that, we kind of know what to expect. So why are you even trying to explain what happens in this movie in the trailer? Yeah. You, you know? No, it makes no sense. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. A more impactful, like kind of like, Oh shit. You know, kind of like you seen the theater and you're like, Oh my God, you know, you have that little bit of that energy or you just, uh, you just really want to go spend time with that character. Right. Um, maybe it could have helped a little bit, but also it just seemed like something where people were like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. But it's not like, it's hard when you're also like, everyone has to drop what they're doing and go that first three days. Yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, have you seen the world? <laughs> it's like, this is, yeah, I mean, there's hardly anything that people do. They watch like sports and dragon shows, <laughs> and that's that's the only thing on mass that people do. Superhero things, yes, and that's oh it. Oh my god, no kidding. So I don't know. You got to be a little more clever, a little more like don't just go through the motions with your marketing. That would probably be my two cents on this. Right, absolutely, because like you know. I'm sure I'm going to read something tomorrow that about like whatever trailer records that Wakanda forever set. And like, if you're trying to play that game, you're going to lose against like Marvel. And like, I mean, that's their whole territory. 
of like tracking movie success from like the get go of like okay, so we released the trailer, and then in the first forty eight hours, it got so many millions of views, and we have some magical formula that equates to like box office numbers. And but numbers. they also they it's like they're playing with house money with the genre Absolutely. and and, Absolutely. That, and yeah. you know and you know the the intellectual property and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's not this. It's not you can't compare bros, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's hard. But I, I, I'm not saying it's not hard. And in general, there's so many. You're gonna have like a whole thing about comedy features the last like 15 years, right? And that could be its own like series or podcast. But um, right. um, yeah, it just yeah, marketing people also have seem to have given up <laughs> they're just going through the motions and not even right. bothering they're just yeah, like oh cool we do we got a one sheet we got these these like social things we have right oh here's oh they're gonna do some an editorial shoot for these couple magazines and then uh that the trailer house that does everything that we don't yeah. care it makes it where they make the trailer okay and then yeah, they just it, like but... and then they deliver the pack and they're like i did all we did we did the basics right who cares? It almost begs the question, like, why why would you ever get a degree in marketing anyway? It seems yeah. so formulaic. Like, you're not even the idea of uh, some a piece of content, whether it's a TV show or a movie, having to be already marketable is great. Like, okay, so you're, I thought with the expertise in which you earned your degree, you should be able to take something that would be possibly deemed unmarketable and then therefore make it marketable. Yeah, but then this goes back to my Hollywood theory of like no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we I I've had personal like projects like like get passes on just because and be like oh we like it and it has all these things but it can't be marketed and I've also you know anecdotally read you know you hear that you know why things don't get made is because. Right the marketing teams or departments kind of like don't know what to do with it or right. don't, you know, yeah. don't see a path forward. And you're, and first of all, that's horrifying that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that right. part of it. I was like, right. something's cool or interesting. You can figure it out. Yeah. Absolutely. But the fact that these people who are like telling you, you can't, it's too hard or it can't, it can't be done are the ones that more often than not are just going through the motions. Yeah. It's absolutely oh, dangerous. So dangerous. that's where you, that's how we get our movies. <laughs> that is how we right. get. Our- it's nice to hear you, that bros is good. People, a lot of people in comedy seem to be giving it the thumbs up and, and they're sometimes tough critics. So uh, that's nice that it's out there and eventually people will find it on streaming. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. This one didn't crack the code for feature film comedy. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Better it luck. Is, it it is so hard, but go go see it. Maybe it'll I don't know have an uptick in the, the, its second frame or something. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So in in the time since our last episode, uh, it was announced that Trevor Noah will be stepping down from the Daily Show. Um, in uh yet to be announced amount of time. And that Comedy Central will be continuing with the franchise, The Daily Show. Uh, plans and details as to what that will look like are yet to be announced. But you got to imagine they'll have another host. Um, <laughs> I like I like the ear. What a bold statement. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I say that because like initially before that news came out, I was like, are they even going to keep the Daily Show? Is Comedy Central just going to be like folded into Paramount Plus and not even be a network anymore? I think it's. I think there's still enough revenue there for them to keep the little, little, little version of the network going. Right, but they're definitely like when uh, so many promos for Comedy Central content used to be like, oh, you could watch it on the CC app. Like that's not a thing anymore. Everything streaming wise for Comedy Central will end up on Paramount Plus. Yeah. So what's your question? So <laughs> my question is, what do you think the Daily Show will look like in three years? Similar. Yeah. It's too much to why reinvent the wheel. Because if you want to keep it alive, then you want to just keep keep it going. 
Yeah, but it, it it wasn't reinventing the wheel when Trevor took it over, but it was just a decidedly and very distinctly different show. Yeah, they'll do some tonal shifts or structural, just a little bit, you know, around on the edges. Sure. Right. Who do you want to see a host? I mean, I I don't care, but uh, <laughs> I'm happy again for people, funny people to have work, writers and, and right. on-air people. So right. it's nice to know that it will right. continue. Right. Um, I Billy Wayne Davis has been pushing is like what well, just do Roy Wood Jr. you know right it's yeah. just it's too easy I I secretly I was like he might want to just act and not do that <laughs> probably but maybe the, the, there's a good paycheck so sure yeah if they're gonna go internal that's a pretty good choice uh yeah so that makes sense to me and it gives it another a little different spin you, know? you have a dark horse choice no Oh, yeah. <laughs> someone, no, you joke, someone jokingly said Joe Coy. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? That's so I'm funny. not going to reveal that. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Joe Coy is popular and, and kind of has a has some experience in that format. All right. Just, well, if you want the Daily Show to have even less substance. Okay, sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not looking to the Daily Show for my substance, so. I, you know, that's the problem is I feel like some people are, and I feel like that was kind of becoming a problem towards the end of Jon Stewart's run. And then Trevor has an era gravitas that is almost so much like a real news anchor that it's like, are you a real news anchor? Like when he interviewed Tommy Loren, that felt like an actual like CNN hit piece or something and less about comedy at all i mean i guess you bring people in to interview every now and then you're gonna have that possibility right Right. i don't know if that was the norm it's still kind of you know i'm sorry i don't have a hot take i know i promised you hot takes (laughs) you Um, did happy happy for work uh i don't know because anything that's like particularly striking or would like kind of like like peak a little bit new interest in the show or the format is like not stuff that the people who are still watching it would want or right. the execs would want. Right. So but I don't care about what those people want. You know, it was funny. I was at loose last night and I, just for shit to go. I was, I, I, as I stepped in, I was like, what would, what would the daily show be like if Megan Keister hosted? Yeah. It'd be I think, fun. <laughs> I think that thing maybe is, I would like the show, the show to just fully own instead of stop trying to do the glossy desk kind of like riff, like kind of this thing that's not even no one gives a shit about anymore. Mm-hmm. The thing that's kind of making fun of or referencing. Right. So it could be fun to have it be very like almost make fun of the attention span issue and like really have like like like. 20 topics and second like just really kind of cycle through stuff in a chaotic way right oh that more could... like more like pti quicker and <laughs> <laughs> just like kind of lose it. like i i think there could be something funny about how it switches gears and lose loses interest in its own segments and <laughs> Like, you know, just making fun of this basically how, you know, what we say it used to be 24 hour news cycle. Now it's like 24 second, you know? Yeah. Like literally try to do the 24 second news cycle version huh. of a show. Maybe right. that could be fun. That there you go. Fun. I brainstormed something for you. <laughs> yeah. And then just give all the correspondence aneurysm. Yeah. I mean, you could still do that, but, you know, find ways to kind of, again, not be so stuffed. Because I feel like a lot of what it's referencing is a little outdated. Yeah. I mean, it, even though Tucker Carlson still very much exists and is a, has a big platform, taking on him now is not what it was in like 2002. Yeah. I mean, you can just still riff on stuff like that that's like popular and right but like the original conception of the daily show was making fun of like basic cable pundit news that was like politically divided and now or or, and a little bit of like the old school like tom brokaw stuff yeah but i feel like it kind of when john left its identity was a little bit more muddled and now that trevor's leaving it's even more muddled you know, 
Yeah. Or do you, well, or do you... I mean, maybe that is, you know, it's like the news industry, you know, news media broadcast news is in a weird place. Right. It is as there, there seems to be, I mean, it seems like everybody's just doing op-eds now and not like you have to look to real local news to actually just get news. Yeah. I think we're trying to find a way like to maybe mold the two of like this kind of traditional news thing. But almost my pitch would be like, you know what actual regular news should do, <laughs> but then do it in the slightly absurdist way of just sure. like owning, owning um, the short attention span. And like, uh -huh. there's like, what happened today? Like so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just being like, these are the three things we can talk about because we only have so much time. So let's get Eddie Pepitone in that awful blazer of his, and then we'll put two minutes on the clock. And they're like, Eddie, you have to go through these 20 headlines in two minutes. Go. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. That I would be fun. Or I don't Yeah. Yeah. It's tough though. Cause then it's like, <laughs> that's fun. But it's like, is this fun year like for months on end? <laughs> right. That's right. tough. That's why, you know, some of these formats are sturdy because they're like, they have a little ease to them. It's comfort. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Good uh, luck. Good luck. Good, <laughs> good. Good. As Edward R. Murrow would say, good night and good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's go back to you, Joel. Um. Oh my God, this is the longest podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it is not. You think this is long? I even, I mean, I had episodes that just went, especially when somebody else uses their Zoom account and it, I don't like, we don't have to have a time limit and go real. I, I, I have. I could have offered up time limitless Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But now that I know that what you know, I don't want that to happen. Right. Yeah. No, let's not let's not shoot for that. Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. You're all you're all good. I mean, thank you for uh joining me here. I um I mean are you at a place or is comedy even at a place where you can even like think of what you will be doing in a few years and if so i mean what do you want to be doing if that's oh like, a, like my mom <laughs> it's a valid question don't don't try to divert <laughs> this off to your parent um i don't uh i don't know just i keep it open-ended Mm -hmm. for that question just still working in a creative way i mean i ways to collaborate um but also being relaxed on what that looks like yeah well i ask you because a lot of people especially like people i talk to i mean they look to you as sort of a benchmark as to like what comedy should be doing oh my god I uh <laughs> I mean, for live comedy, I think it's there's lots of good things happening, at least in the LA sphere, and sure. um, yeah, and they're building communities and little little circles and like the good kind of clicks and right, um, yeah, okay. and then you know there's the big ticket item that always keeps like interjecting itself. That's so annoying, you know, like cancel culture and other right. dumb things, um, but. I think it's as long as people just keep, you know, doing the basics and then also fucking around. I think it'll be fine. I think live comedy is always, I don't know. I used to believe that there was a chance it could like find a way to be a little more legitimate activity entertainment option for regular people. Sure. I think it's forever going to have a one firm foot planet and niche in, in a very eclectic niche activity zone I mean, maybe that's okay right. there's some good that comes from that right. and then you know and because the, the second like people get really into it they're like find their one or two podcasters you know go watch netflix special you know they kind of like don't need to be bothered with live comedy right anymore <laughs> That's like a past the time discovery thing for, you know, younger people. And then, yeah, so. 
<laughs> then it was never about the live experience for them anyway. Yeah, for for the, I mean, some people are like, "Oh, that was neat." That was I went to some comedy shows like when I was twenty seven. Well, that's where I wish like people. Like, Am I, is this too negative? No, 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 no. I asked for the truth. I wanted it. So, where I wish people could like experience seeing like Roy Scoble talk out of his ass and like be thoroughly entertaining. People do. People do. And there's only one Rory, so he can't. He 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 can do what he can do, and then people go see it, and right. that's okay. Yeah. But it's I would I wish I different. wish that was like more of a known constant. Like I yeah. mean, people like people see him on physical or maybe movie train wreck or whatever. But like, um, yeah, he. I think what you're talking about is like people like, like I don't know. Maybe the closest is like music industry and people are aware of stuff. Although there's a million more, there's way more bands, way more music, way more yeah. places to just be engaged with music than it used right. to be. Right, but I'm, I'm more going more, to I'm... concerts. Still, kind of is a thing. Yeah, and and it's at like a higher financial level, attendance level than comedy. Right, which is crazy because a lot of times it's more expensive. It's almost yeah. definitively more expensive. But I think that comes from like it's more part of their lives, more people's lives, more people listen to music and are oh, aware yeah. of it, even if it's like kind of mainstream stuff. Yeah. But just sheer numbers more people do that and so comedy is still even though there are very popular people in comedy but again if you like pull 100 people they're like you know what do you, you know what do you what do you do for activities or even what do you do what's your entertainment options music will come up comedy yeah. will not right <laughs> or it's a smaller percentage yeah so we just got to find the next word out that's all <laughs> diffuse the thing yeah, yeah. yeah. i know yeah yeah it's maybe, just it'll like, be, maybe it'll be that kate hollowell i don't think music is a pat you can enjoy it passively I think. yeah that's Com comedy requires attention so much more exponentially amount more of attention where like you can leave a three-hour music show and be like oh i wanted more of an encore mm -hmm. but like i've observed at this point scientifically like People tap out at a stand-up show at 90 minutes. For sure. If they're enjoying it. Also, people go to concerts and don't listen to the music actively. No. There's, I mean, you know, I not like the majority, but there's a healthy minority of people. That's their experience, and they enjoy it perfectly that way. Right. Right. Absolutely. They just want it. They want it around. They want the vibe. They want the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't really do that with comedy. No. So it's just, it's a little, it's like by its nature, it's a little more narrow. Right. And um, I don't know what that five years from now. So I guess it just has to keep on doing what it's doing. And hopefully there's people who want to keep curating and producing and sh sharing and finding ways to kind of do the basics, but in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there'll be controversies and in internet that, and right. just stuff that drives people crazy and mm -hmm. activate, you know, it's kind of, circles mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh it's probably going to be annoying more oh, than yeah. product more than productive right so but there you go there's my ted talk <laughs> yeah wow thanks for the nice short speed ted talk um joel thank you so much for joining me yet again on economy real food reports uh where can people find you online anything else you would like the good people that listen to this podcast to know. Um, I don't. I always just say go to comedy beer. <laughs> Thank you. They already know. Uh, I they don't. I uh, don't. Um, they don't have to worry about that. <laughs> find me, the, find me on Letterbox. <laughs> find Joel. Yeah, actually, do find Joel on Letterbox. Start a Letterbox account if you don't have one, and find Joel on Letterbox. Yeah, and I can like be too mean about movies wait was it i gotta know i mean i could ask you off pod but is athena good it looks good athena. um the roman gavras oh uh, yeah yeah that has no yeah, it's cool it's definitely got it's got that like it reminds me of like some of the stuff in the 90s and early aughts where it was like whoa this movie it kicks ass 
you right. know you know okay, okay. Uh, but then it has a total annoying ending like because oh. it's a very political movie oh, yeah about, i know that you know, and but it undercuts the whole thing in the end wow so it's just like what are you doing dude Damn. <laughs> i was like looking forward to watching basically like moving paintings of war scenes it's cool if you're a fan of children of men and like it's like if guy Ritchie directed children of men <laughs> okay okay yeah. All right. <laughs> good to know. I'm glad we got that in right at the end. Uh, that's pretty good. That, that actually makes me want to go watch it again. <laughs> cool. Good to know. I mean, I'm still going to watch it. Um, I'm Jake Kroger. Hey, created... Thanks, Jake. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm Jake Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at the Comedy Bureau across socials at the Comedy Bureau.com. There's so many good causes. Oh, you can find me on Instagram and not the supermarket on Twitter. I'm Jake Kroger. So many cr- great causes to support at this time. I'd ask that you support those. That'd be great. But if you have money and generosity left over after that, please support the Comedy Bureau so it can stay running for another 12 years. It'll be 12 years old later this month. Later this month. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. And uh, do you have anything to say as we sign off here? Nope. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Glad to be in service. And as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Granillo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.